Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 274. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football for the next 120 minutes. Yes, I missed last week's show, or the last show, Monday, Monday, Monday night. We had it Sunday night. We moved it to Monday night. Sunday was a bad day for me. I went off a cliff with my truck and an excavator, and it was not a good situation. And I was not doing well at all, and nobody else could make the show. So we moved it to Monday night, which was okay for most people. But it was my 30th wedding anniversary, and I went and spent some time with my wife. So you have to understand that that kind of like family always comes first, and that was what we did. We went off and we had a nice, a romantic dinner up at uh, Tobiano Golf Course in uh, Savannah, BC. Beautiful lake, beautiful location. So uh, highly recommend it to anybody. Um, but uh, you know, hey, just as we go. So I, I missed the show and. Uh, Will and Charles, they picked up the pieces and they did the show on their own. They manned up and uh, they did a much better job than Matt Nichols did this week. What a whining little sack of shit, eh? Like, oh my God, the fans were booing me and I try so hard for them. And uh, wow, grow a pair already. Come on. This is football. Do you know why they don't let women play it? Because it's football. Be a man. Oh my God! I don't know. I don't know how do pe- how do, how how did he make professional sports with like the skin the size of like saran wrap or something? You know? Oh my God! The fans were booing me. Like shit. Who cares? When we were talking off the air before the show, and Wilson Marcus Cranlow got booed every single game of the year that he played by the four series, and he won them the goddamn Grey Cup. I don't know. Uh, Matt Nichols. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like him. You know, he's a, he's on a very good team and he's an okay quarterback. And every Bomber fans just think he's the gr- greatest thing since sliced bread. He's not that good a quarterback. He was third string in Edmonton and they let him go. Okay. So he was like Edmonton's garbage. And so Winnipeg's just, oh, yeah. Gobble him up. Matt Nichols is never going to win you a championship. He's just not there. He's a, the Kevin Glenn of football, modern football. Here. But you guys were happy with Kevin Glenn back in the day. So I don't know. Uh, Winnipeg's just not going anywhere, regardless of how much Bomber fans think they is. Uh, okay, so let's open up some mics here. We've got two, two guys on board here. we got Charles Cliff and Will McDonald. Hello. Welcome to the show, Will. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Looking forward to getting to go to a football game on Saturday afternoon. I haven't yeah. been one to one for quite some time, actually, since you were here. You and I was, was there, yeah. Three Saturdays ago, ago I think. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And, uh, and of course, my, the Bombers are in town, so it's even better. Yeah, you, you <laughs> get to root for both teams at the same time. 
Well, I can't lose, but actually it's starting to change. It's starting to change. I can't lose. If Calgary loses, I'll be really annoyed. But that's okay. Calgary's not going to lose. They're going to be so well, pissed. Well, off. it's just for all those for all those riders. people we know for all those people we know that say, "How do you ever change teams when you were a Bomber fan and now you're a Calgary fan?" And like I said to that person today, I've lived in Calgary longer than I ever lived in Winnipeg. And sorry, Winnipeg has sucked for the last 27 years. Sucked. Okay, bad. And they're not. And they're not much better right now. They think they are. I haven't. I haven't been able to figure out. I haven't been able to figure out in Calgary how anybody can be a Calgary Flames fan because they've sucked so bad. Oh, it, it, oh, oh hang on, hang on, hang on. Look, at least they've got a cup. At least they've yeah. got a cup. Vancouver hasn't had one since '72. They've been in the seat in the league, and Toronto's been 1967 was the last time they won a cup. So come on, it's. It, it's not just Calgary sucking. It's Canadian well, don't, hockey don't, period. Don't 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 make fun. I actually know, and I've told you this before. I know a live, living human being who was at the last Stanley Cup the Toronto Maple Leafs won, and he was six. And yeah. now he's sixty. Now he's sixty something. Okay. Yeah, I know. And he mm-hmm. and he is a diehard beyond diehard. Well, he wouldn't okay. be sixty something. If he was six years old, he'd be a year older than us. Okay, no, no, he's almost sixty years old. I said he was six years old. So what does that do? Fifty-seven. Do the math. Fifty-seven. 57. Okay. There you go. This year. I know he's older. I know he's older than I am. He's yeah, a year, than one I am. year older. Yeah. And I'm if, and I'm much if, prettier than and I'm much prettier than him too. So. Oh man, he's butt ugly then, eh? Oh my God! I'm telling you, you you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. it it's amazing. Here, I'll tell you. I've got to tell you this quick story. It's amazing how you notice something on somebody, and it really makes you uncomfortable. So this person, okay, I've known him now for almost you, 25 years. Are you comfortable years. talking with him on the air like this? Yeah, he he's he's not. He doesn't listen. Okay, he's he's. What about he's, his friends? And I, no, I've told him this to his face, okay? I never say anything. I haven't told the people to their face, okay? He's got a mole on his face, and it always kind of put me off. And for the first 10 years that I dealt with him, I did not really give the guy the time of day. I'd send him things to order and wouldn't give him the time of the day. About 10 years into it, we had to spend six hours on a job site. And I was with him that whole six hours. And at the end of it, I said to myself, Holy shit! This guy is a this guy is a fantastic human being, okay? And he is, and he's been my buddy since then. And I don't even notice the mole. How does that sound? Isn't that doesn't that show you how shallow I really am? Yes, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll admit it. I'll admit okay. it. I don't That's like the... icky things. I don't like icky things. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I got the text message from you. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you hear anyway. about this, Charles? Hear about what? Oh, okay. So let's let's go find this. Let's go find Will McDonald here because this is funny. He, uh, I was, uh, we, we were talking about going to see him, right? 
Okay, hang on. I got to do this another way. So when I was going to go out to Calgary to go visit the game, Mm -hmm. I kind of invited myself and kind of, you know, got one of his tickets and everything else, right? So it was kind of, Mm -hmm. oh, geez, how does this work like this? I don't know. Anyhow, um, I'll find it another way. You got it, Will? I'm sure I could find it. I'm pretty sure I know what it is word for word anyways. Yeah. Cause I don't forget things. Cause I did, I did like your answers. I've been using one of them quite a bit actually. Yeah. I've been using one quite a bit. Yeah. The one about the uh, bumper sticker and Ferraris. Okay. I've used that a yeah. lot. What's true. Now, is that a, it is true. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I did show my wife that text and she found it quite amusing too. So, well, it's just, I don't know, I'm sorry. Was it Facebook that we did that on? Must have been. No, we did it We did it on personal messenger, but between me and you. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was on messenger. Yeah, it was on messenger. Oh, I'm back into February. No, I got, I, 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 okay, here we go. Would you like me to read the text? Sure, go ahead. Okay, I asked, okay, once Christopher decided that he was coming to the game, I said, so does this mean you want a room at the McDonald house as well? And his reply was, are there animals, allergies? I don't need one. And I said, no animals. My wife is highly allergic to them. But if you would like, like, you're more than welcome as long as you're not a axe murderer, pedophile, crack addict, have neck tattoos, weird piercings, or a proponent of raising kids non-gender specific. And Christopher's reply, Charles, was, no tattoos, you do not put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. Took my earring out years ago. I prefer older women to young ones. Don't drink, never mind drugs. Axes are too messy. If it's got a dick, it's a boy. I was sold right there. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Pretty it's pretty simple, isn't it? Absolutely. Straight to the point. Absolutely. Because sure. it is a just so you know, Charles, it is a stretch for me to invite any human being to my house who I don't know, and I know that I know you guys on the but phone. But you don't know, okay? It. Yeah. But I don't know. It could have been all of the above. I can get that. So, you know, yeah, axes are way too messy. Yes, they are. I prefer a spoon. It hurts more. Oh, geez, I can kill most people with my finger. My daughter's scared of it. I used to beat her up all the time. Anyway, okay. should we talk Let's about football? Let's talk about football. Charles. Hopefully people haven't shut it off yet. <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't talked football. Yet. Yeah, exactly. We're just having fun here. Okay, sorry, Charles. Go ahead. Yeah. How you doing, hey, buddy? Hey, Charles. Hey, Charles. I'm doing good, yeah. So you know, Charles, just so you know, me and you did a great job the other night, by the way. I thought we did. I didn't listen to I the whole too. show, but I listened to part of it. I thought we did all right. We all held our own, I guess. That, I guess that was so. the just, proper usage just of the word guys, me, by the way. Just two guys having a conversation. That's well, all. that's kind of what yep. it was because you, you had nothing yep. else. And, and I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I, I was at – I had, had an anniversary to deal with. No, I mean, And I'm not going to say this. 
I'm not going to say this. I look like a tool because it was my anniversary too. So, yeah. But my, I, I was, but my wife was my wife wasn't up to getting up and going anywhere because of her knee. So I wasn't going to say anything. So we had pizza. Good. It's okay, or I might okay. have been here by myself. <laughs> that would have been bad. That would not that would have, have gone been, well. I'm looking for that opportunity to have the show all by all myself. All right, bye. Click. You want to do a show on one of your own will? Do you really? I could like. I could talk. I could, I could, I could talk range. for two hours. I could talk for two hours straight. But I think they would, for the first time in the history of the world, they would cancel our podcast forever. So they can't. I pay them money. I know, but they'd still do it. They'd give you your money back. I really want to hear that now all of a sudden. I don't know why, but I do. What, listen to Will for two hours? <laughs> kind of. Okay. I'm I'm going through the Let's Talk CFL uh, Facebook group here and uh, going looking for stories and things about football that are really kind of interesting to me. One thing that we haven't touched on for a long time is that as we approach the mid-season of the CFL season, expect to hear whispers on who will be the new apparel provider for the league. As I said back in January, it will be an outside-the-box provider. I know some teams have t- stenciled ideas on potential new uniforms. Oh, my good Lord, new uniforms. Um, who do you think is going to be the new provider? Like, Adidas is backing out now. And Reebok is done. And uh, nope. I could be Under Armour. Or maybe they go back to my I, Nike. I hope it's Under Armour. I really hope it's Under Armour. I will buy a sweater if it's Under Armour. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who it's going to be, but you know, you never know. Uh, you know, Roots is a good idea. Um I'm not dissing Under Armour. I think that's a wonderful idea. I hope it is. Uh, fabulous uh, quality of product and everything else. But Roots being a hey, Canadian company would be kind of cool. I got an idea. What? How about Lululemon? They're Canadian. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I wanted to say because there's probably okay. a lot of players that would like that. And I'm not talking about any form of sexual orientation. I'm just talking about what they wear. They kind of like, never mind. Okay. So what else is on here? Oh, Todd Mogi puts up a poll. says, is the bulk of Bo Levi Mitchell's success a result of him being on a good team? And the answer is 106 to 100 and, or sorry, 106 to 34 says yes. So the majority of people out there think that Bo's success is solely because he's on the Calgary Stampeders. If he was on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they'd be struggling to make the playoffs. Okay. Uh, This is one I I thought was just funny. Uh, Happy to see Caleros looking like his old self. Somebody, finally somebody beat Bo Levi Mitchell and without Mr. Carter. Uh, Excuse me. If I remember correctly, Caleros didn't even get a touchdown pass. This was a no, bunch of field goals and some special teams touchdowns. Is that correct? I don't believe their offense scored a touchdown, period. Okay. So how did Caleros beat Bo Levi Mitchell? I mean, I'm not a fan of, uh, of, of Mitchell's, but come on. 
like you got to give the guy some kudo here because he didn't get beat by by the riders. If anything, Calgary beat themselves. Okay. So I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Okay, let's uh, let's get in and, and pick some scores here. You said Mark put up his scores. I better take pay attention to that. Okay. Uh, the first game up is the Edmonton Eskimos are going over to Timbit Field to play the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Mark says that the Eskimos are going to win twenty-eight to twenty. Chris has got Edmonton winning thirty-two twenty-eight. Charles, what's your take on this game? And who do you think is going to win, and by what score? Well, to be honest, um, I think it's going to be a relatively, uh, I don't want to say a one-sided game. I think that this is, um, I like Edmonton in this game. I mean, pretty much, it's hard for me to pick against Mike Riley. Um, ever? I know he, they've lost a few games. Pardon me, ever, yeah, because he's just that good. And uh, Hamilton's been a yo-yo this year. They've been up, they've been down. Uh, some weeks they look great, other weeks they look like crap. Um, uh, this game is in Hamilton, so I think Hamilton normally plays better at home. I think that's you can say in general uh, that they've play better at home, but um, I just think I like Edmonton in this game. I, they played well last week. Uh, I think they're going to keep it going. Uh, I think they, uh, Edmonton sees an opportunity to maybe make up some ground on Calgary with them losing last week, so they want to uh, keep pace and not give the win back to the Peters because even though it's probably a long shot at this point, I'm sure Edmonton would like to try and overtake them for first, although good luck with that. Uh, but I do think Edmonton's going to win. Um, Jeremiah Mazzoli has been kind of up and down. And the Hamilton defense, for some reason, they'll play well one week and play like garbage the next. Don't know why. Haven't figured that out yet. Uh, I'm picking the Hamilton in this one. Excuse me. I'm picking Edmonton in this one. Uh, I'm going to go um, Edmonton 32 and Hamilton 24. Okay, and that's Edmonton. Awesome. Yeah. William, what do you got? What do you got in this game? You taking Edmonton? Well, well, um, it's in Hamilton, number one. Uh, number two, it's uh, Edmonton. Did they play last week? Yeah, they played Montreal. Yeah, they right? won. Yeah, they played Montreal mm-hmm. and they won in, Mon- in Edmonton. Um, they're away from home. They played, I, did, I can't remember which day they played. Was it uh, Saturday? I think it was Saturday. So they've got a, they had a short week. Um, I am a hundred percent convinced, like Chris has said on this show numerous times, that Edmonton's defensive backfield is absolutely horrendous, and I think Jeremiah Mazzoli is going to pick them apart. And I'm going, I'm going twenty-four. For Edmonton, thirty-eight. For Hamilton, I hate when you do that. Why? Because I put them down in order 
of, you know, I want the winning score first and then the losing score. Right. And you tell me. I, I know. I've and so I wrote down 24 sorry. and then I had to scribble it out and put down 38 and then put 24 over on the right and messing well, up my got, nice clean sheet here. And it's just like stressing yeah, me yeah, out. Yeah, but I've, I've got very everybody listed. I've got everybody listed with me last, but I put me in your spot. So I had to scribble you out and put in my spot. So It goes Charles, Will, Mark, Chris, CJ every week. No, I, I always put myself last because I'm an extremely humble human being. How does that sound? But you don't get to be last. I am last every time. See, like right now, I'm going to no, go. I Everybody you else were is gone but me. I'm not first. I always let Charles go first. Okay, well, I don't do it that way. Sorry. Sorry to upset your perfect world. You're not. You're just out of control. Okay, I'm just uh, I'm just ADD, I guess. I, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm sitting here and sitting here going, Hamilton is, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do it. I cannot pick Hamilton over Edmonton. I can't. I want to. You know, if I ever... You know, if I ever get a chance, I always pick anybody who's playing Edmonton. Unless I it's obvious, like last week. Like Montreal or something. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to have to pick Edmonton to win this game, and I'm going to do it. Uh, they're just not performing well. 34... 26, just making shit up here. I don't like doing that, but, you know, yeah, I have no no response to this. 34-26 for the Edmonton Eskimos over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The second game of the week, which I don't even have to uh, schedule. You should, you should announce Mark's scores, too. I did. Because you put them on. Oh, did you? Okay, I wasn't listening. You did Sorry. I did. I did it you right did? at the beginning. I said, Mark is right. the, the Edmonton 28. Uh, Hamilton 20, and Chris picked them 32 to 28. Oh, did he? Yeah. I I put both of those scores out before you guys got to say anything. Okay, well, that's cool, because that means I'm going to be winner, winner, chicken dinner, because I'm the only one who picked Hamilton. The only one that picked Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that is a Thursday night game, the Edmonton-Hamilton game. Going over to Friday, we have a Friday night. What? Before before we continue, I don't. You probably didn't listen to the podcast that me and Charles did. Charles, do and you I. realize, Charles and I, do you realize that out of all four games, there was only one point. <laughs> yeah, one point. One yeah, point. Every, everybody got it all wrong, right? Yep. Except for the Montreal Will was the Edmonton only game. Only one to get one right. The Montreal Edmonton game was Edmonton because that was a given, right? Yeah. Ottawa, yep. Ottawa beat Winnipeg, Toronto beat BC, and Saskatchewan beat Calgary. So we're talking about it was a week of upsets, eh? And then Will gets a single out of the whole thing. Yep. I got the single point, and I beat you, Charles, you get, and, and I beat I beat Charles and Cliff by I beat Charles and and Chris by one point. Okay, they had wow. nine, I had eight. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, good on you. I'm glad you guys took kept score of that will and 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 did this because uh, i just i wasn't there okay friday night game we got the toronto argonauts traveling east to montreal to play the alouettes 
you know what? I want to call these. I want to call these the two bottom feeders, but Toronto just kicked BC's ass, so it's pretty hard for me to do that. Um, yeah, this is just a luck, really. This game, this. I mean, the the Edmonton Hamilton game is the one that's going to have the most. I don't know. Never mind. Okay, let's go. Toronto Montreal. Mark and Chris both picked Toronto to win, but Mark did it 21-17, and Chris went 40-18. to They're both consistent on what Montreal's going to do, but Chris thinks Toronto's going to come out and uh, slaughter them. So, Charles. Well, McLeod Bethel-Thompson is playing well right now. He's won two in a row. Um he seems to have turned that offense around after it was sputtering under James Franklin. And uh, quite frankly, he's playing a team this week that's probably weaker defensively than the two teams he played last uh, week and the week before, and two weeks before uh, in Hamilton and BC. So I'm thinking that um, this could be another big game for him. It certainly looks like the... Um, um, Al- or the Argos offense is really ramped up. Um, the Alouettes are playing Pipkin again because Manziel's still not practicing with the team. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, uh, they're not. Um, this one's really set up well for a um, slaughter. For a Toronto, a Toronto win, a fairly big Toronto win. Um, I know Montreal kind of held their own as much as they could against Edmonton last week, but I can't see them really holding out much uh, this week. Um, I just think that uh, the Argos are getting better, and uh, with uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, another game, another start under his uh, belt, uh, it's that much better for him. So I think this is uh, Toronto's game to win. I think they're going to win fairly substantially. I'm going Toronto... Uh, to win this one, 32-15. to 32-15 to 15 for Toronto. So this is going to be like his third start, right? Yep. McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Yep. That's a, that name is a handle. So this is his third start ever. And he's going to be 3-0 and as a starter. Has that has that happened? Did Bo Levi even get that? Was it even that good at the beginning? Will? Oh, I'm I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. I don't was. think he was. He couldn't have been. Couldn't have yeah, been. Yeah, no, I think he was. I think. What he year was, did he friend. start? 2014. His rookie year, where he won a great cup. Okay, let's go check this out. Did he start the season, or did yes, he, he come did. in? So he nope, started, he started like, the season. He started the, week the, one. The, in camp, it was him and Drew Tate competing, and he beat out Drew Tate. And yeah, four. He was 4-0 before BC beat him in week six. There you go. There you go. Okay. So. And, and since, you're on that, since you're on that subject, what's his record now? You know? Oh, I don't know. Who cares? It's. It's gaudy. It's gaudy. It's not. It, it doesn't really matter because, honestly, it's not his record. It's the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can say that yeah, about yeah, every yeah. quarterback. I was waiting for that. No, line. I don't. I just you, you say, say that about. Mitchell. But you can say that about every quarterback. 
No, you can't. You can't say that about Mike Riley. Mike Riley's record is yes, not because of Edmonton yes, Eskimos. Yes, you can. Football, yeah, you can't. It, football, it's, it's been brought football back. Is a, no, no. Football is a team sport. Team, i.e., if Mike Riley didn't have receivers and didn't have a running back and didn't have an offensive line, he wouldn't he'd have won a game win at all. Games. He would no, he win wouldn't. Games. Yeah, he, he, he would. would not. He's, he's the tough son he of might, a bitch. He, he might still he win might games. Take, he, might, win he, might take, he might take less hits if he was by himself, but he's not. <laughs> it's a team game. Okay? And I, I, I 100% agree with you. It's a team sport. The quarterback gets all the glory, and he's the one with the record. So you can say that about every quarterback in every league. Sorry. Bottom line. Not arguing. Some guys stand out better than others. Um, Let's go with uh, Dan Marino from Miami. They never, ever got him anybody to play with. And the guy was incredible, but he never won a Super Bowl. So, you know. Yeah. What can you do? Okay. So, give me a score. Toronto, Montreal. Oh, I haven't talked about I haven't talked about this yet. No, Am you've I? been babbling about everything else. Well, not babbling. I just had to reply. Okay. Um, once again, it is MBT's third start of the season. Okay, and he's not very good in the first half, but in the second half, I don't know if he wakes up or what he does, but he always he's always better in the second half. And against a team like Montreal, you really only need one quarter, not a whole half. So, I, I'm, I, you know, Pipkin or what's his name? Pipkin, Pipkin, the starting quarterback Pipkin. for Montreal. Antonio Pipkin. He did not look that bad. He he did not look that bad in the game against Edmonton. He looked composed. He didn't make the mistakes Johnny Manziel made the first game he started. And so they have a slight chance but not with that defense. So I am going to pick Toronto 28, Montreal 18. Okay. So those are pretty close to Mark's scores, but not you got there's enough spread there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick Montreal, or sorry, Toronto. <laughs> I'm taking Toronto, and I'm going to pick them uh, a little bit more than you guys. I'm going to go with a 34-21. And I think – isn't Montreal like they like scored three points or something in one game before just a little while ago, or was that the Riders? Ottawa scored three points against Calgary, but that didn't count. Did count, but – that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. No, don't know what it was. Montreal scored eight. Calgary beat them 25 to eight and 27 to three. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. That's the end of that game. Uh, we've got those scores all in the bag. Now we've got a, a, a little bit more of a challenging game. This one's going to be a barn burner. I think, I, I think Calgary's going to be a little bit PO'd. They lost to the Riders, and they're going they're going to take it all out on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I don't know what to say. Is it are they a punching bag, or is it just Winnipeg's just going to be their bitch or something? I don't know what it is, but uh, it's going to be it's game over for Winnipeg before it even starts. And I, I have no doubt in my mind about this. So um, 
Mark actually picked the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to win 30 to 27. And Chris picked Calgary 42 <laughs> to Okay, I have a question. Will, you're, you're a big Calgary fan. We all, everybody knows. I know. Stop laughing. I, yeah. I got a serious question for it. When was did the you last say 30, time? Did you say 30-27 for Mark? Yeah, for Winnipeg. He's picking Winnipeg, 30-27. Right. Okay. okay. Yep. When, when was the last time Calgary lost two games in a row? Oh, at the end of last season. Yeah, garbage when time doesn't count they, time. Garbage time. Yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were, they were, their last four games, they, they lost, I think, three out of the four, didn't they? I don't know. like that. All I'm just saying is, you know, they don't lose two games in a row by design. Nope. Right? Nope. And they don't lose a lot at home either. So, so last year. There's not a freaking hope in hell Winnipeg is going to win. Well, there's a hope because that's the same thing I said about. Saskatchewan this weekend, okay? And I, I, I was very adamant online with everybody, and I that's why I got so much feedback from people afterwards because they were like, nah, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. And quite truthfully, it could have went either way, but I decided to go that way, and okay, they let okay. me down. Okay, I'm going to take you to the task on something here. Last year, 2017... Okay. Week 14, Calgary beat Saskatchewan 15 to 9. Week 15, yep. Calgary beat Montreal 59 to 11. Week 16 was a bye. Week 17, Calgary beat Hamilton 28 25. And week 18, Calgary lost to Saskatchewan 30 to 7. So they didn't lose two in a row. Okay, they didn't. I, it just oh, sorry, they, like did. they did. Sorry. sorry, there was a week 19. Week 19. Edmonton beat them 29-20, so that was two games in a row. Okay, yeah. and then Winnipeg beat them 23-5. Okay, I'm wrong. Three three games in a row. The last three games of the season they lost. Yeah. I didn't go far yeah. enough down. I thought it was an 18-week season, but it's really a 20-week season. My bad. Yeah, and I mean, two of those games. I mean, everybody everybody in Saskatchewan talks about the pick six that Deron Carter got on Bully by Mitchell last year. It was a garbage game. It was a garbage yeah. game. It was. Okay. Yeah, not arguing. Okay. So we got Winnipeg in Calgary. Calgary hasn't lost two games in a row, meaningful games in a row in a decade. Um, Charles, who do you think is going to win this one? Uh, I think Calgary is going to win this one. Uh, they're going to be a naughty, happy football team uh, after losing last week to Saskatchewan. And I know they're going into Winnipeg, but that hasn't always been a great thing No, they're not. The they're in Calgary. No, they're, they're not. Calgary. Oh, they're in Calgary. Oh, that's right. Calgary. Oh, God, good luck. Um, okay, so I don't see Calgary losing. Well, they don't win. The, even when the St. Peters do lose, it's almost always on the road because they almost never lose at home. Um, always in Montreal. And it's always, yeah, that's really weird. Um, but um, I'm sorry, Winnipeg's not, I don't see Winnipeg winning this game. I just don't. Um, you got an angry Calgary team that lost, suffered their first loss last week. Uh, they're going to be super motivated. And I know the Bombers motivated last week. But I'm not sure whether or not it's good. 
I'm just curious whether or not Matt Nichols at um, at McMahon, first of all, is he going to be offended if the fans in Calgary boo him? Oh, they're going to. Um, second oh, they're of all, going of to. They're and going they're going to boo him relentlessly, I guarantee you. Yeah, he's going to regret opening his mouth on that. I really believe that because that's just really um, put a target on him for opposing fans. I just think Calgary is going to bounce back. Um, uh, they play extremely well at home. Um, Winnipeg, they're not a great road team, Winnipeg. And they're up and down, and this is one of their downswings. I just think this sets up as a Calgary win. Um, and I think um, Bo Levi and the offense are going to want to put some points up. I'm going to go on this one, Calgary 38 and Winnipeg 21. That's a handsome score. I yep. like it. I like it. That's kind of what I was looking you, at. You ain't seen okay. nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're, okay, we're expecting so, a will score here. Go ahead. So what What all the, the Bomber fans are clinging to is last year they came into Calgary and they played the Saturday game about the same time in the afternoon, one thirty. And uh, Calgary was up by quite a bit, and the Bombers came back. And the Bombers were leading with, I do believe, 23 seconds to go. It still didn't matter. And Bo Levi ran the field in 23 seconds, and they scored a touchdown and won the game. And all the Bomber fans were saying after that, oh, we're we're there, we're there, we're we're there. And they didn't win in in the playoffs, so they weren't there. Anyways... Don't touch your um, I've dial. Been watching, I've been watching lots of interviews with Stampeders this week, and it's not the norm. None of them are smiling, and none of them are happy. Even Dave Dickinson isn't happy. And this they lost this, to this the game, Riders. Of I know all this teams, game they is lost gonna, to the Riders. This game, this game is going to tell us a lot about both teams. Okay, number one. Winnipeg came in last week with a shitty effort, okay? They're, they had a piss-poor effort, and they lost to Ottawa. Uh, although Ottawa has the same record of them, they got, as Christopher Jones would put it, mollywhopped, okay? And yep. so they they might have some pushback, but I'm I'm thinking about a bomber defense that could not stop Saskatchewan last weekend, and... Defensive players are a different breed than offensive players, and they're going to be pissed big time. And I think it's going to be very, very, very ugly. And I'm going to pick Winnipeg 47, Calgary 15. Wow. What? Say that again. I want to make sure that you just – Yeah, for Winnipeg. Wow. No, no, for Calgary. Oh, but oh, that's sorry. not what My you mistake. said. That's not what you yes, said. Yes, that's what I wrote down. Sorry. What, you think I'm going to pick the Stamps? You think I'm going to pick the Stamps over Winnipeg? Are you insane? Because you know what will happen if I do that, right? 
a certain Todd Mogi will say, oh, Will's picking the team that he thinks is the best, so he's going to pick he's going to pick Winnipeg because he's a bandwagon jumper. Blah, 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 blah. No. Calgary 47, Winnipeg 15. Okay. What was awesome. Chris's score? Oh, Chris's score was 40, 42 to 30. Okay. So you Four. got 47 to 15. Okay. For, I'm assuming, for the stamps. Yes. Uh, so far, Mark is the only one that picked the Bombers. And you can't of blame him. Of course he is. Yeah. Can't blame him. Yes, you can. Well, I picked BC against Calgary, and, and they almost that actually they, they looked pretty promising at the end of that game. And they Couldn't they will it. have. I, I promise you, they'll look better than Winnipeg's going to look. Oh yeah, I have no doubt about that. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not with Will here on the 47 mark. I'm not even sure I'm with the Chris at the 42. I am with Charles at 38, and. I'm going to go 38 to 12 because I think Calgary's defense are, they're just going to be a bunch of pissed off motherfuckers and God damn, I wouldn't want to be Matt Nichols. I would not want to be Matt Nichols. I, you want to take the over and under on eight sacks? Anybody? No. That's that's the other thing. Winnipeg or Calgary did not have a sack last weekend either. No, no. And do you think they're not pissed off about that? Oh yeah, I'm sure they are. So thirty-eight to twelve is what I'm going for the Calgary Stampeders. I'm I'm not saying Winnipeg's a bad team. I'm not. I'm just saying Calgary is one of the best teams we've ever seen, and they're angry. And I don't ever want to play an angry football team, especially a good angry football team. Uh, no, you, you know what? Yeah. Okay, final game, Saturday night. Saturday night, Saturday afternoon. Where are we here? Saturday night, I think. Saturday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time at BC Place. We have the Riders, the Dragon Slayers, the team that broke the record, the winning streak of the Calgary Stampeders, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Do they have magic two weeks in a row or the Lions' undefeated home streak going to survive? Ooh, drama. We got Saskatchewan. Mark is picking Saskatchewan 37 to 20. Chris is picking Saskatchewan 30 to 20. Charles, do I put a B down here for you? I don't really think you even have to ask. No, nope, um, I don't. It's already no, there. No, you don't. Uh, but typically, just when you think the Riders got it together and are about to turn a corner, almost always they lay an egg. It happens all the time. It's going to probably happen again on Saturday. They're probably thinking they're king shit walking out there with uh, uh, after beating the Stamps and so on. I know their fans certainly think they are. All of a sudden, the fans have gotten chirpy all of a sudden. You'll note that with one win, they always start chirping. Um, look, 
that game kind of masked some problems for them. When you cannot generate an offensive touchdown, you've still got a problem. And for Riders fans to, or and the Riders or their fans to, um, to um, not acknowledge it, uh, you're living in a bit of denial. You can't rely, as I said the other night when we were doing our game reviews, you cannot rely on your field goal kicker to kick six field goals in a night. You can't rely on getting about both the special teams and defensive touchdowns in the same night. You've got to put up points, and you're not doing it. And, hey, the BC Lions have had their struggle putting up points, too, put finishing drives. Travis Lilly, since he come back, only has six touchdown passes. That's not a great number. Um, it's a little misleading because he has led them to more TD uh, drives with running touchdowns and so on like that. But um, both of these teams have their offensive challenges. Both of these teams have their defensive challenges. But I'm going to go back. The Lions are playing at home. They've been very, very good at home this year. They have yet to lose at home this year. And I'm going to predict it for that string to continue. I think the Lions are going to – they're a good team. They're a much better team at home on the road uh, for whatever reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but um, they can win all – they win all their games on the road and can't win on the – or at home and can't win all the – can't win a game on the road. It's weird, but – um, I look for that trend to continue. I think Lule has a big game. I think the Lions are going to take this one and uh, put the Riders back in their place a little bit. I'm going to call this one uh, BC 31 and Saskatchewan 17. Okay. I, I do want to correct you guys on something here. Well, at least I'm looking at CFL.ca, and it has uh, Nick Marshall – uh, one carry, three yards for a touchdown. Yeah, I didn't say that. Was, was I, that. I said Zach Calaris didn't throw an offensive touchdown. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, they I did score. They, did they scored offensive one offensive. Touchdown. They scored one offensive touchdown, forty-seven field goals, a blocked punt for a touchdown, and a pick six for a touchdown. I stand corrected. Okay. Let me ask so you that, guys a question. I got to ask you guys a question. Did you guys watch all the games last week? I Not beginning to end, no. I saw p- pieces of some and pieces of the other, so I didn't Just see it all. quickly, who do you think was the best quarterback last week in the four games that got played? Just thinking here. Uh, yardage, uh, to be honest, I believe, like, stats-wise, it was probably Bo Levi Mitchell because – he actually had a big stat line despite the loss. Not what I was looking for, but I won't disagree with you. Because he had four touchdown passes. The other one I would right. say would be Trevor Harris. Okay. Mike Riley is probably in there because he won. Um, um, MBT was probably in there because he won. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going back to Saskatchewan fans, and, and after one win, they chirp. An unnamed podcaster on an unnamed podcast said, far and away, Zach Kolaris is the best quarterback in the CFL last weekend. And I'm well, looking at stats, and I'm looking at this, and it's like, really? I well, don't think four so. teams scored more than 40 points. Ottawa, Edmonton, and Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan mm-hmm. 
offense didn't do it. Nope. Their defense did. They turned the ball over four times. Okay, the defense took the ball away four times. Special teams took it away. So how do you figure that the quarterback was the best quarterback in the league? I don't think so. I don't think so. As a matter of fact, when when that person made that statement, I literally turned their podcast off because I was going to throw my phone out of my car driving 160 kilometers an hour, and I decided not to ruin my car, my phone. So, anyway, he, he only threw for 270. It's not like he was like four or no. 500 yards. I mean, that's okay. I mean, it's a decent game. It's nothing and, and spectacular. Yeah, I know. And he did have a, a great completion ratio of 73, 73%. But between the 20s, between the 20s. And it comes right yeah, down to Matt picking on. I've been picking on Winnipeg for the last three years because they're wonderful between the twenties. And if they didn't have this, uh, who's their quarter? Who's their kicker again? Justin Medlock. If Justin Medlock yep. what set records for most field goals, well, that's because he set records for most field goal attempts. Yeah. Of course yeah. it was. Charles, why would you even ask that question? We know exactly know, who he's I talking know, about. I know. Jeez, come on. Okay. Will, TV yes. Saskatchewan. Okay. Um, here's a here's a newsflash for all of you people out there. I hate the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I know that's a big word, but I hate the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I will never pick the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in any game. Ever, Who do you hate more, ever, Edmonton or Saskatchewan? Ever. Saskatchewan and Edmonton are pretty darn close. Um, hey, uh, Charles, does a bear shit in the woods, man? <laughs> it's so obvious. Yeah, it's not I know, funny. I know. Um, I know. Um, um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna. Okay, Saskatchewan does not play well on the on the road. And, or in BC. Uh, and they're also probably looking forward to their guaranteed win every year, which is Labor Day in, uh, in Saskatchewan against Winnipeg. And uh, I, uh, BC is a completely different team with Travis Lule. There's no doubt about it. Okay, I'm, I've never been a Travis Lule fan, but I'm starting to be a Travis Lule fan this year. I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, was it two weeks ago? He threw a pick. Oh, and, and he, he, he beat he Chris chased the guy. guy. He chased the yes. guy down with his bum leg, and you could tell was, he had a bum leg, and he put everything into it. So right then and there, he becomes one of my favorite players, to be honest. That was a game against Edmonton two weeks ago. Yes, sir. That's correct. And, and he should have got shit for that, okay? He yeah, should have got did, shit. But you know what? Here's a guy. Here's a guy who's got shoulder problems. He's got leg problems. He's got knee problems. Doesn't give a shit. He's a football player. Okay. He's a football player. Does not care. Just put his head down and run like the wind, or as right, as fast as he can run. And he caught the guy. And I was so impressed with that. It wasn't funny. Anyways, I'm gonna go uh, Saskatchewan. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're going to kick at least five field goals, so we'll go 15, BC, 28. 
28 to 15 for the BC Lions. Okay. Well, I, 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 32 to 18. I'm not going to try to justify this. I'm not going to try to do anything to it. I'm just going to say 32 to 18 is my pick. I'm basing it on nothing other than want. This is what I want the score to be. I think it's going to be a lot closer, but there's no way the Riders are going to beat the Lions at, at BC Place. I was actually at a BC Lions game where they played the Riders, and BC was absolutely annihilating Saskatchewan all the way through it until like the last three minutes and Saskatchewan came back and beat us. And I was razzing all the Rider fans that were all over us and everything else, and it's got that's got to be back four years ago now. And I don't think BC's ever going to forget that. I think that, that, that there's some motivation thing. There's going to be something there right now. It's going to be, no, we're not letting these guys do this to us again, not in our house. And uh, BC's going to do it. Uh, they're going to is, uh, okay. is Micah Alway playing this weekend or not? He is. I believe he was at practice yesterday, so I think, from yeah, what okay. I understand, I think he is. Okay. You know, cool. you know, one of the things that somebody posted, he goes, "Give him two games, and he's going to get suspended for for a head hit." Right? Please, please get it. Please get it right. It was Mark Wethall who did that. Okay. Was that Mark that said that? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was. Here's what he didn't get. Okay. Mika Aw broke a CFL record for the most tackles in three consecutive games with 27. Okay. Or it's 26, sorry. 26. He had nine, nine, and eight in three consecutive games, setting a CFL record. This man's a beast, and he's back in the orange and black. Okay. Adam, right? Adam, Adam who? Adam Big Hill who? What the hell? I don't care. He's gone, man. We got Mick all back. If we get Solly back and we got Mick on it, oh my God, I can't stand myself. It would be just so awesome. Uh, how does this affect Jordan Herdman? Herdman's playing in the middle, isn't he? Yep. So this doesn't well, affect Jordan at all. Not until Solly comes no, back. Oh, oh. Alway wasn't a middle linebacker anyways, was he? He was no, an he outside wasn't. linebacker. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was a Will linebacker, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Sam or Will, yeah. Yeah, he's a Will. He's too big to be a Sam. Okay. Lucius Purifoy was our Sam that year. Right. Okay, let's move on to talking some football here. Now that we've picked the games up, <coughs> three down nation report that the Argos may now be the front runner to land free agent receiver Duron Carter. Do we think this would be a good fit? Does anybody on this panel actually give a shit? I do. Nope. Do you? Yeah. Okay. okay. You, then you go ahead. You, t- you talk about this. What do you think? Is, you is, is this a good fit in Toronto? Is I, this where I he's going to land? It's, a, it's, a, it's an okay fit in Toronto. But there's another team out there that is overlooking this guy, and they should not overlook him. And that would be, sorry, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and I don't care what you think, Mark Wettall. I don't think the Bombers have a number one receiver. 
No, they don't. What's his name is uh, 1A, 1B, uh, what's his name? Tall skinny guy. Darvin no, Adams. Tall skinny guy. Darvin Adams. Okay. Um, I, I don't think they have one. And Deron Carter would be a perfect fit. And I think that there's enough veterans in that locker room. And Mike O'Shea, they say, runs a very tight ship that he wouldn't get away with things. And I think he would be a perfect fit. And I think a guy like that could push them over the top. But there's somebody out there who's too ignorant to see this. I'm sure Tresman and, and Pop are thinking about it because Pop's had him before. Pop's the guy who brought him in. Yeah. So, I mean, he'll make a difference in Toronto, too. He'll make a difference anywhere he goes, okay, because he's that talented. If he just learns to keep his mouth shut. And, you know, he's usually pretty good the first year he's in any place. And then what happens is he's, he goes past his expiry date and just goes stupid. And I, I think he's a good fit in Toronto, but he, I think he would be a great fit in Winnipeg. I really do. Same kind of fan base as in Saskatchewan, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I agree 100%. He, he, he should be in Winnipeg. He's not going to be in Winnipeg. And a good thing for the rest of us. I think it would greatly improve the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' chances this year if they had him. And uh, it's a good thing, in my opinion. Let him go to Toronto. Do you think he's going to fit in Toronto? Do you think that's going to work? Is that where he's going to land? That's the question, Will. Not where he should go. Is Toronto? Well, I I don't know if Toronto's too big for him. I wonder if Toronto... Mind you... You know what? When he was in Montreal, he didn't get into that much trouble, and Montreal's considered a party town. He got into fist fights with Rakeem Gato yeah, on the sideline. It had nothing to do with the city, the actual city. Toronto's a big city. He might do well there. Because, um, I mean, there are a couple other mouthpieces on that Toronto team that make him look kind of quiet, like uh, James Wilder Jr. And, uh, you know, so... You never know. And, you know, McLeod Bethel Thomas, you know, give him some more weapons. See what he can do. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think he'll fit in Toronto. Is that where he's going to go? I quite, I quite, is, I quite think the are going to sign him. I think that's, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm shocked that nobody has signed him yet. And I wonder if, okay, understand, no matter how much you like, dislike opposing teams' coaches, these guys all talk to each other, okay? And I'm sure Chris Jones has had eight phone calls from eight different coaches or general managers in the CFL saying, okay, what's the real what problem with this guy? Yeah. And, and but nobody's signed him yet. I mean, okay, Calgary wouldn't sign him because Calgary doesn't need him. Edmonton wouldn't sign him. Edmonton doesn't need him. He was in Saskatchewan. Montreal's already seen him. Ottawa's got great receivers. So the two obvious choices are Winnipeg and Toronto. Well, Hamilton. And Hamilton. Okay, so, but, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, he'd be a, he'd be an upgrade in Hamilton too, compared to mini me, you know, Banks, but Banks has played well. Yeah. So, yes. You know, so, you know, and they've got Chris Williams too, right? So yeah. they got another midgets. Right. So Toronto, Winnipeg are the obvious choices. And, and I think since they've announced it, you know, he'll probably end up in Toronto. Okay. Charles. I kind of thought that the um, Argos were the likely destination right from the beginning. I thought that um, it made the most sense. I know when Deron Carter got released from Saskatchewan, people were saying, well, if Chris Jones can't control him, who can? Well, to me, the obvious answer to that was Mark Trestman because, well, Mark Trestman's a competent head coach, and he doesn't put up with crap like that. And uh, he'll keep him on the straight and narrow, or he'll be shipped out of there too. I also thought, well, he's played for Trestman before. Pop brought him into Montreal, so there seemed to be a natural uh, fit and a natural connection there. Um, and I think that Deron Carter is the type of guy that could thrive in a big city like Toronto. He's a big city type guy, so then again, he might get himself into trouble in the Toronto nightlife, but I'm just talking about simply on the field. Um, he's a guy that might help um, bring in... Um, some extra fans, too, because he is a, an exciting player to watch. So I just thought that it made sense to be there in Toronto. To me, that was that was a no-brainer to me right from the beginning. So uh, this doesn't surprise me, and I do expect that at some point he will sign there. I just think that it makes the most sense, to be honest. Okay. I'm going to challenge you on something. Mark Hussman <clears throat> was never his coach. No, he wasn't. Are you sure about that? I thought he was. Mark Trestman yeah, left the no. Alouettes in 2012, and Carter joined them in 2013. I again stand corrected. I guess Jim Pop was his coach then. Yeah, he he was uh, he was coaching the Bears in 2013, 2014. You're okay. Yeah, you're right about that. My and he mistake. went to the Ravens for 2015 and 2016 as the coordinator, and now mm-hmm. he's back into the Argos from 2017 on. All right. Well, he has the connection with Jim Pop then, so. Yes, he does. And, yeah. and, yeah. yeah. And I think Tressman's a I much better coach that. than Jim Bob ever could think about. I agree. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I was right. just thinking, no, 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 that's not going to happen there. Uh, okay. So, yeah, um, I think it's the obvious choice. It's the most logical choice for him to go there because of his history with Jim Pop. Jim Pop likes him, knows that he can control him and can deal with him. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's really a problem with that. Uh, I agree with Will. He should be in Winnipeg, but it's not going to happen. It's just it's not going to happen. Kyle Walters is a moron, and uh, he doesn't really know what he needs out there. And, oh, my God, I'm going to catch some flack for that one. But, you know, I just – Kyle Walters is not that good of a general manager, okay? And, uh, no, he doesn't. It, you, you would have to bring Carter in, and you would have to, like, did he did he delete his Twitter account? Is that what I heard? Yep. Carter? 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know he, he blocked me a long time ago, so I wouldn't know. He 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 deleted his Twitter account, so it must be uh, one of the conditions of a signing a contract. Or his agent said, "You look, you do this, or when you're, you're unemployed forever." I don't know. But so that's a fact. That's that happened. So yeah, I think Toronto is where uh, he's going to land. That's where we thought right from the beginning. I don't mm-hmm. understand how the BC Lions even got into the conversation. Do you, Charles? I mean, I, did, I, I didn't know we needed a receiver. I think it was probably more of a due diligence thing. I think probably most comp- most uh, teams in the league, once they saw he had been released by Saskatchewan, they probably called just to see what he was asking for and then kind of look and see if whether or not uh, he could help. I don't know what level uh, of seriousness the Lions had on him. Uh, I don't believe they ever offered him a contract. It might have just been kicking tires to get some information. And maybe okay. it might be something that we're looking at down the road and not necessarily in the immediate future. I think Deron Carter is a rental player. He's the type of person that you're going to bring in for the rest of the season, and at the end of the year you kick him loose. Because it, as soon as he starts to be there for too long, he becomes complacent and his mouth starts to run. When, when he first joins a team, when he first joined the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, he was freaking amazing. He just went out there and played football. <clears throat> all the other shit, all the other stuff was just somewhere else, and he played football, and he played amazing football. And then he started to get comfortable, and the, and the fans started to worship him, and he got stuck up on this pedestal, and then his mouth started yapping. And it happened in Montreal. It happened in Saskatchewan. It's going to happen in Toronto. But, yeah. You know, here's something interesting. As far as in as far as receivers go, top twenty in the CFL. Edmonton has three receivers in the top twenty. Calgary has oh, three receivers in the top twenty. Um, Toronto has, or sorry, Ottawa has three receivers in the top twenty. BC. That's half of them. Uh, yeah, BC, Hamilton, and uh, come on. Uh, BC, Hamilton, and Toronto have two guys in the top 20. That's, Winnipeg, that's has one, Winnipeg has one guy in the top 20, and he is, you know who he is, but Darvin Adams, and he is ninth, and then the next closest guy is 21st, which is Dick Dembski. So I think he would be a perfect fit in Winnipeg. I really yeah. do. Not arguing there, buddy. Just not. Okay. In a recent interview, Commissioner Randy Ambrosi stressed the need for different types of marketing in different markets around the league. A much more aggressive campaign in the three major Canadian cities. Oh, God. I honestly don't think marketing is going to make a difference in Vancouver, Toronto, or Montreal. I don't. I honestly don't. Um, I, there is no answer. The stadiums are in the wrong part. And I'm using the word city loosely because it shouldn't be in the city. It should be in the suburbs. 
Um, and that's not going to happen in any of those cities. The only thing that I can possibly think of, you want more fans in the crowd? Reduce the price, ticket price, and open up the <coughs> upper bowl. <clears throat> it's the only thing I can think of for BC. For, I mean, they've they've closed down sections of BMO Field. They've closed down sections of. Well, they're in a, such a terrible little stadium out in Montreal, but BC Place has sold fifty five thousand people. They start selling tickets for five bucks a game, and put them up in the bleeders and get people in the door. And you know when you get up there and you do that, and you, you, if you enjoy the football game, you want to be down lower. So you want to end up you, you pay more for a better ticket next time. Mm-hmm. I think they should promo at least one or two games where the tickets in the upper bowl are five bucks each. Should be aggressive marketing, yeah, but the right kind of marketing. And I don't think I don't care what you say. But I, I don't know. I don't know a, a news media that would work for the BC Lions in Vancouver. It's not radio. It's not TV. It's not newspaper. It's not billboards. It's money. Money's the only thing that I can think of that's going to generate any form of interest. Winning would help, too. They're not doing that. Charles, what's going to make a difference in these three cities? Is there it, Should the league be incorporating some different types of marketing for big cities, little cities, prairie cities? It should, should the, it, or should they just blanket the entire country? Well... I don't think they need to spend as many resources in places like Saskatchewan and stuff like that in BC and Toronto. And you're right. Um, in Montreal and Vancouver and Toronto, it's probably not going to make a whole huge big difference. To, does anybody ride along and read billboards and say, okay, I'm going to go there? I don't think so. I do like your idea. And i got to tell you, the BC Lions have come up with a very creative or some interesting, um, you know, takeaways. Kind of what you were saying. They've got the party Innovative. section. Innovative. Innovative. Yeah. They've got the party section um, uh, where they've got it like a, a college beach party and stuff like that. Uh, they've got this one section in the end zone where the tickets are 20 bucks all inclusive. That section has been basically full every game this season. Um, they also have uh, kids' tickets, $10 this year which is something I've been saying that they should have been doing for years. And that's typically down in the end zones. And I'm seeing a lot more people in the end zones than we had in the past. So some of the stuff they're doing is working. So I think and Toronto, I don't know if Toronto, what they did. But you know what? Toronto got a great, actually had a pretty good crowd last week for the Lions game. Why? Well, they have the... Um, over 18,000, which isn't a great crowd, but in Toronto it's a whole lot better than what they've been getting. But, again, yep. that was some creative, probably some creative promotion there. Because it with hurt your ticket, went on. You, well, that also didn't hurt. But with your ticket, you got into the CNE for free. And the BC Lions are doing the exact same thing this week with the PNE. Now, it's a little bit different here because the PNE is farther, a bit farther away it, it's not right next door to that like it is in Toronto with BMO. So one of the drawbacks, even if you do use the free P&E, um, uh, free P&E uh, admission, is you got to pay parking twice, which kind of annoys people. That kind of offsets some of the savings. 
But you know what? I think it, I don't think it's really a league thing. I think if you're going to advertise, it's got to be done through the team. And the big thing is put a winning product on the field. That's where it all starts and ends. You're going to get more people if your team is winning. That's that's the thing in any sport. Um, you can do all the marketing and so on that you can, that you want. If your team's losing, people aren't going to show up. So it starts with the winning and then just try and use some innovative ideas there. I do like the idea of opening up. I really think they should open up at least one half of the upper bowl because I know a lot of people that like to sit up in the upper bowl, and when they shut it down, they said, I'm not going to go anymore because I don't like sitting down below. I like sitting up above where you can see better. But my my tickets. My tickets were front row, center, right at the 55-yard line, front row. Yep. It was the absolute best seats in the house. I was so freaking angry when they closed it down, and I had to go down in the bottom somewhere and yuck with all these other people. No, no, no. I love the front row. In fact, I, it was still at 80 bucks a ticket. It was still worth it to be up there. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best seats in the in the house. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about getting – Giving those ones away for five bucks because I think you could sell them out for some good price up there. Um, so yeah, you could no. do the end zones. You could do the end zones up top and do them for five bucks or some something silly and ridiculous like that. I would be all over that. I think you should open up the upper bowl and sell the bottom half of the sidelines, and I think you would sell those out or at least sell a lot of pe- lot of seats up there because uh, it, it best best view of the house. Uh, Yep. The stadium, it was just absolutely awesome. I agree. Yep. So it's just a matter of finding some innovative um, some innovative um, ideas, and I think the team's better off doing it than the league. Oh, the league can't do it. And the league can't force no, the team can't. to do anything. No. Um, I just saw one of these memes. Uh, it's got meatloaf, and he's singing very passionately. I would do anything yep. for love. And it says, cheer for the Rough Riders, but I won't do that. Won't do that. <laughs> but I won't do that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, well, in a stadium that doesn't have problems with marketing, except for the, the BC game, it was kind of like 50% crowd. Calgary well, doesn't have problems with the tennis, do they? Or this year they do. They're a little iffy. But. Well, no, they, they've had iffy problems for three or four years. And I really think, I mean, the games start to fill up after the Labor Day or Labor Day on. Okay. It did, they I do mean, most cities, I think. The game this Saturday will probably be close to sellout because it's family day and everybody brings their kids and that kind of stuff, which is the bane of my existence, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) I I don't like kids, you know that. Um, Yeah, I do. uh, uh, You know what, except for my grandson, but he's not a kid. He's my grandson. Um, uh, You know, Calgary, Calgary, I think people are in Calgary. It's completely the opposite. They win and people are so used to the winning. They just don't bother going. And you know, and I and I think if you if you if you go back years, I mean, I don't know what it was like in BC, but in in Manitoba, they used to black out home games. Okay? Yes, I hated it. Well, I hated it too, but 
they got butts in the seats back then, okay? Because people wanted to see the game. And, I mean, I, I worked at the Winnipeg Arena when I was a kid, or Winnipeg Stadium when I was a kid, and it was sold out all the time. And those were the games that got blacked out. And I know we can't go back to that. I don't know how it works in Toronto or BC or places like that because you have such a diverse population. And that, I think, is the problem. And then, of course, of course, people, you know, what, what I'm not, I got to put this politically correct. Canadians, once again, we're not reproducing like we used to. And I think, you know, if, 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 if you as a father used to watch football, eventually your kid would watch football. And that's what a fan turned into. It was a kid, you started somewhere and you went along. And I don't think that happens as much anymore. Okay. I mean, I, uh, I uh, asked my uh, two stepsons to go football games all the time. And it's like, no, I watch NFL. It's better. And rather than losing my mind arguing with them, I don't even bother. So I, I, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do, but it's got to be marketing and it's got to be marketing in every city. It can't be a CFL thing. Every, but every market different. is different. Every market yeah. is different. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, I've got, and it's funny because I, you know, we're thinking white Canadians are the people who watch CFL football, but I've ran into lots of different nationalities that watch CFL football. You know, my, my, to be honest with you, my, my, uh, my hairdresser is Lebanese. He's third generation Lebanese and him and his father are huge football fans. And they go to every game. So, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I wish they could find a solution because we need we need people in the stands. Because if you just if you just watch the product and compare it compare it to an NFL game, it, it's so obvious that it's so much better. It's not funny. And that comes from a diehard CFL fan. Yeah, but. You know, the, the, speaking of demographics, the largest expanding group of demographics of, of people in becoming football fans in BC would have to be Indians to, for me uh, from India, brown people. Yeah, yeah. And in BC, there is it's it's huge. It is becoming huge. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have actual Indians. On the football team, uh, going back, Bobby Singh and um, uh, Cody Husband, and Bobby's obviously retired. Cody is our our, uh, center right now. I mean, all of this helps, but that level of demographic. Are you telling me Cody Husband is Indian? Yeah, I think so, isn't he? Isn't he, Charles? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Not that I'm, maybe I'm not sure. I'm just thinking of the name. Okay, that's why. But I've heard. I I think he is because I've heard that. And actually, the other day, you know, this diversity is strengthening. At the Winnipeg game, they were all wearing uh, Con T-shirts, as in Obicon, who used to play for the Bombers. 
Yeah. Okay. And and but he, he is was, he is an East he is East Indian. Was it or was something he, like that? I, I thought he yeah. was a, a Mid East Middle Eastern. Well, he's something like Iranian that, right? or Iraqi or something like that. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, have, I would like have to that. look that one up. Uh, there is no uh, there is no stats on on uh, Cody Husband other than he played with the Ajax. I mean, he was born in BC, I mean, so yeah. I would I would assume Suk Chung is is you know mm-hmm. Oriental of some kind. Okay, for Winnipeg, yeah. so so. Yeah, and that makes a difference. But so, who's going to come to the games? Their family and relatives, I guess. And and I, I guess I guess you're right. You're right because I mean, you know, you really get fans out. For example, when they're representing their country, right? You know, mm-hmm. the the Canadian and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure there's something like that. And and I'm surprised that that Indians are the biggest. Uh, New demographic for CFL and BC. That's interesting. That's interesting. I, I, I don't so, know. I don't have any stats on that. I don't even know if there are stats on that. But Charles, would yeah. you not say that that is a correct statement? I think so. I think it makes sense. I mean, you sat in my you sat in my section, Christopher, and it's usually it's mostly old white pasty Canadian guys, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who who like to drink beer. I mean That's kinda of who was there. That's exactly who was there, sorry. Yeah. And then yeah, you no, get the uh, odd you get you get the odd single woman who inherited the tickets in the divorce, okay? So <laughs> but other than that, you know, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I, I I believe that I I'm I'm right on Cody Husband's uh ancestry. <laughs> yeah, I think you are too. I think you might be. I think you are. I just don't know where he got that name from. That's not an East Indian name, is it? Obviously not. No. Uh yeah, I don't think uh, Obi Khan is not um not Indian. I think he's because uh, his real name is Ibrahim. Kind of like, oh, right. he's Pakistani. He's Pakistani. There you go. There you go. Don't close enough. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, diversity is strength. It is the it is the new marketing philosophy of the the CFL, and it's and it's true. And it's the mm-hmm. it, it if you're going to stick to a wasp audience, the CFL is going to die. Yes, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's just because we only have, we only have another seventy five years on this earth, Christopher, and then you know we won't watch football anymore either. So I'm not going to live seventy five years more. <laughs> I'm being I'm optimistic. Already, I'm already almost 60. I know, I know how old you are. I know how old you are. Yeah, that's because you're the same age. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. We're 50, both I'm born in 55. the same year. We're both born in the same 55. year. You're just, I'm still you just 55. forgot to come out for a long time. <laughs> okay. Enough with Randy Ambrosi and the 
Canadian cities. Where are we here? What's going on here? Segment seven. In a recent Huffington Post article, the author, who is from Los Angeles, talks about his preference in the CFL over the NFL. Is this just a further example of the inroads the CFL is making south of the border? And what is one preference we have that the CFL has over the NFL? Oh, come on. Like, seriously? Okay. I just asked for one. I know we can go on longer, but... The NFL's boring. I I wouldn't watch it. It's boring. Okay? I know there's a lot of NFL fans out there who think, oh, this is better football. Well, it's not better football. And we can prove it. Okay, beside the point. Um... The, the real question here is, what's going on down in America? Because Americans are, A, football crazy, absolutely football crazy, and they're waking up to the Canadian game. And I think there are, honestly, I would say that there are more foot, Canadian Football League, CFL fans in America than there are in Canada. They might not be as hardcore as the Blue Bombers fire fans. They might not eat, sleep, and live football because they're not in that small market that they, everybody and their mother has that. I mean, I know people who have 80% of their wardrobe is rider green color. 80%. Like, come on. Give your head a shake. Actually, we, we had somebody in our group that had a rider re- wedding dress, green wedding dress. Okay, anyhow. Um, but I think there are more fans in America than there are in Canada. In fact, I think there are more American CFL fans than there are people in Canada. And we all know that not everybody in Canada is a football fan. I mean... What was it? At least two years ago, there was a stat that said 10% of the U.S. population either closely followed or followed the CFL. 10%. Well, when they have Mm -hmm. 350 million people, 10% is 35 million. Well, that's the population of Canada. If every man, woman, and child in Canada followed the CFL, we'd match the Americans' interest in our game. Kudos to Americans who are finally getting the treat of watching great football. And don't ever try to tell me that this is not real football or this is not professional football or this is second-rate football. It's not. Johnny Manziel's finding that out right fucking now. (laughs) Not only has he just got his ass whooped all over the field, he's now out of the game. Okay, come on. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. This game is an amazing game of football. And, you know, kudos to all of our American fans that are listening to this podcast and those that come out and listen and watch to our football games because you guys are getting treated with something special. And, you know, the NFL has changed a lot of rules in the last little while, and they are following the Canadian profile and doing it. it. Not the other way around. We're not trying to change the Canadian game into the American game. The American game realizes the excitement value, the entertainment value of the Canadian game, and they are 
mimicking it. They are changing it. They're they're slowly evolving. I don't think they're going to drop it down a football. I don't think they're going to start the Rouge. I don't think they're going to do a whole pile of different things that are all about Canadian football that makes Canadian football Canadian football. But there's other things that they're changing and, and, and moving around. I would love for them to see get rid of the fair catch because if, if there is a stupid thing in sports, it's called a fair catch. Excuse me, right now, don't hit me. I'm going to catch the ball. This it sounds like it came out of Matt Nichols. Man up, grow a pair, catch the ball and get run with it. Fair catch. What the hell is that? I mean, yeah, oh, give me a break. Okay. Is that a good enough rant for you, Charles? Can you pick up I the ball so, and run yeah. with it? Okay. Go yeah. ahead. All right, well, I just think it's more of um, the same, more of uh, what we've been seeing. If you've noticed, um, I've noticed a lot on our Let's Talk CFL page, we've had a lot more Americans joining all the time. Uh, I think the CFL is getting more and more attention media-wise down south. Uh, Sure, a lot of that is Johnny Manziel-related, but not all of it. Um, I noticed I was actually in the U.S., about three weeks ago, and I was down there, they had a TV on, it was on ESPN, and they actually showed, they had the little scroll along the bottom, where they show scores from like baseball and stuff like that, they actually showed the CFL scores on there, which I was surprised. Uh, I know TSN does it, but this was ESPN in the U.S. doing it, so... Um, Maybe I shouldn't be surprised seeing as ESPN does cover the CFL, but uh, they're becoming more and more uh, noticed down in in the U.S. And uh, you can see that it seems like the uh, TV package that they have in the uh, the U.S. seems to improve every year, where basically this year, I believe, was the first time in many years that every CFL game was actually accessible in the U.S., through ESPN one way or another, whether it be on their actual networks or whether it be online. Um, And you're right, the NFL has made rule changes over the last few years to kind of mimic the CFL, a lot of them. Uh, So you really are seeing an influence of the Canadian Football League down in the U.S., and it's good. The more you uh, grow the game down there, the better it is. The more people you got watching the more interest it gets. You'll, you'll note that uh, even teams like the U.S. teams that used to exist, teams like the Baltimore Stallions and so on, they still have fan clubs for the CFL. They're at Grey Cup every year. So uh, the CFL is one of those things that when a lot of Americans, when they see the game, they like it. And it's becoming, it's getting more and more exposure as we go along. So I think that's good. And it, and the more exposure we get, the better, no matter what. It can never be a bad thing as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Okay. Can't argue with any of that. William, what's your thoughts? You know, I, I think a lot of the young demographics who watch football, and when I say young, I'm not talking that young. Um, my youngest stepson is 36 six years old and he watches NFL. He will not, he will not watch the CFL game. 
And I think it's more because he does the fantasy football thing. He does the betting on games every week thing. And that's why he's a big fan of the NFL. And on top of that, you know, they've got video games out with the NFL players and you can do all kinds of things with these things now. And I think that's part of it. Um, but if you, if you're a football purist, I think you sit down and watch, and I've done this on my TV. I watched an NFL game and a CFL game at the same time. And in my mind, and yeah, I'm a homer, no doubt about it, but there's no comparison. The, the, the NFL nowadays is like watching paint dry. And especially this season coming up, they've made some rule changes, but the one that sticks out the most is uh, roughing the passer. And I don't know, Charles, if you watched any exhibition games this oh, year. Oh, that's getting ridiculous. If you saw, if you saw that Minnesota, it was a Minnesota game, I think, all you got to do is Google Minnesota um, roughing the passer play, and you will die because they called roughing the passer on a perfect Sack. form tackle. I yeah, don't know and how. And they're saying now you cannot – the, the players who sack cannot put their whole weight on the quarterback or something like that, or they will get called for it. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's re- a joke. Bo Levi Mitchell said on his podcast yesterday, he says, you're taking, you're taking football or you're taking the football player out of football. And he says, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it just gets worse and worse and worse. But what does the, what does the NFL do better than any other sporting organization does? It's called marketing. 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 They hype the shit out of their game, and it works. They spend tens and hundreds of millions of dollars on marketing and makes everything look better. And if you're a football person, a football fan, you can look at the two games and you know it's not better. You can just tell it's not better. It's not exciting. I watch sports to be excited. And I haven't been excited about an NFL game in a long time. And do I watch it? Absolutely, because it fills that football void. But I also don't watch it, don't start watching it hard until the NFL or the CFL season is over. So. Yep. Totally agree with you. Oh, it. By the way, the um, the video, if you're looking for it, uh, is a Vikings Jaguars game, and it is on the Let's Talk uh, CFL Facebook group. Uh, it is kind of far down. Um, I I had to scroll for quite some time. It's an August 20th post, so it is down a little bit. It's two days old, but it was an absolutely beautiful sack by Williams. And he got called for roughing the passer. I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. Why don't you just bubble wrap the son of a bitch then? They're also I, now calling players for lowering their head. Not even making head contact, lowering their head to initiate contact. That's how you tackle. 
That's how you learn to tackle. You learn to tackle low. I, I, no response. It's a football game. Man up. They, they, they took the tackling out of, uh, out of the practices. There's no, no pads. They don't, how do you, how do you do that? How, how can you have practice football without hitting anybody? How can you practice boxing without punching? How do you practice Formula One without a car? And you know what? A perfect example of that is is MMA, okay? These guys all get hurt in their training camps when they're when they're practicing for an upcoming fight. And some of them have serious injuries, but that is the only way you can practice that sport is by going full guns. And I'm pretty sure every sport is the same. So, balls to the wall or don't go. Yeah. I mean, let's. It. it I don't know how else you can describe this. How else? What else makes sense? It doesn't. Yeah, I'm completely lost by this entire concept. Mm-hmm. So, did you touch on this? You did, did talk about this American football, didn't you, Will? Okay. Yes. yes. Okay, let's move on. I'm eating a cookie. It's very good. The CFL took one step closer to becoming a reality in Halifax as they are moving forward with a stadium proposal. Is this close to being a done deal? No. I don't know how they're going to build a stadium in Halifax. There's no public money available. The feds don't give money to stadiums for anywhere. The province has already said no fucking way. And the city is going to come up with the money, the, 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 the what? How much is a stadium? Two hundred million dollars minimum. Something like that. Where's yeah. the city? Where's the city going to come up with this? And what moron is honestly going to support and vote for this initiative when they they're they're running at eight percent unemployment in that town? They'd get lynched, and should. I've said from the beginning. I've said for years. Halifax is a bad idea. And everybody goes, oh, no, it's great to have Canada going from coast to coast. So? Doesn't make a difference. I would rather have a team in America than one in the Maritimes. At least the Americans are supporting it. It's not a done deal. It's not that much closer. If they actually start to build a stadium, then I will retract my my comments and say, well, looks like it's going to happen. But until the ground is broken and they've got the money in the bank, and let's face it, look at the stadiums in Winnipeg and Ottawa and Hamilton built by the lowest bidder, and they're not having nothing but problems with them. Is this just going to be another fiasco because they're trying to do it on the cheap because there's not a lot of money? I don't. 
I'm not going to make assumptions. I'm not going to do anything else. But to me, bad idea. Football shouldn't be in Halifax. If if it was meant to be in Halifax, it would have been there years ago, decades ago, decades ago, before I was born. It's not. Why? Why wasn't Halifax – why didn't Halifax have a team in the 50s? Why not? They didn't want one. They would have had one. BC wanted the team, so they went and got one. I don't know. William, Halifax, you shaking yeah. your head? I, I, I'm not going to say I don't care, but I don't care. If I, I, I guess the, I guess the, the way to start is uh, to build a stadium. <sighs> If you build it, they will come. Let's let's see if that works. Okay. Um, I, I mean, we could use a tenth team. I think Halifax is ridiculous, but who am I to say? Who am I to say? Okay. Let's see what happens, and whatever happens, happens. The CFL needs a tenth team. No arguments. No debate from me on that. The CFL needs yeah, a tenth team. Because then the Bombers will get back in the East and maybe they'll get to another great cup. I don't think they're going to go back in the East. I think they, no matter no, what, I don't the think new they will second, the 10th team is going to be in Eastern Canada. I think it should be yes, in London are. or it should be, you know, somewhere in Southern Ontario. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's my. That's my desire to see a 10th team in the CFL would be another Ontario team. They can support it. They can do it. Halifax? Absolutely. Dumb fucking idea. Dumb fucking idea. Have you, have you ever been to Halifax? No, I haven't. Okay. It's, it's not the greatest place on the face of the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, I'm not going to put them so, down. I don't. I don't think that that's that's our purpose. No, but I, it's, I just, just, there, it's just. If you, I look would at think I would, but I would think since it's been, they've never had a CFL team number one. Correct. Okay, and I'm not saying I'm not saying there's not CFL fans out there. Well, there are there probably there probably is, but I think it would be more of a hockey based kind of crowd out there because that's all they've ever had. Okay. And I mean, you know, I, I, I would assume if it's like hockey, okay, if you come from Eastern Canada, you're usually a Maple Leaf fan or a Montreal Canadian fan. So I'm assuming that people out there are either a Toronto Argonauts fan, or maybe an Ottawa Red Blacks fan, or Hamilton, whatever. I, I just, I, I just don't know how it's going to work. I really don't know. And I'm just thinking, I'm thinking about ticket prices. I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff like that. But who knows? I mean, they've had big games. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we should put a team in Newfoundland, man. They would attract a lot of people. Those people are well, on radio no and I can't reach do. through and slap you. Why? 
it, How about it's Nunavut? Almost, yeah, but it's almost as ridiculous as putting a team in Halifax. No, no, there's no reason to think about this stuff. Let's just get it done. They need to have a team there. Or, of course, that's what some people will tell you on Facebook. Some people will so on. If I can chime in here just for a second, I think pretty much it is a done deal it's because your, I think that. Uh, yeah, I think it is pretty much a done deal because I think um, Randy Ambrosi, for some reason, wants to make it a mandate, and he wants to be the one to bring the 10th team to um, Halifax. Right or wrong, he wants it to happen. So I think come hell or high water, he's going to try and get that team there no matter what. Not saying it's a good idea. I'm extremely skeptical skeptical about its long-term viability, uh, and that's extremely with a capital E. But I think Ambrosi wants it to happen, and he's going to do whatever he can to get it there. But honestly, all the things you guys have brought up as concerns are all concerns that no one has addressed, and I don't think they're going to address it. They should, but they're not going to. And I think they're trying to almost to fast-track it. I think they're moving too quickly on this. But, again, there's people out there that just say, oh, let's get a team there. It's about time. You're not thinking about it uh, in the right terms. You it's not something you just say, oh, well, there's no team there, so let's put a team there. It doesn't work like that. But, uh, you know, people on Facebook tend to be know-it-all sometimes. I guess I kind of do at times too. But at the same point, these are questions that are, we should be asking, and we should have some sort of answers to it, and nobody has. But you know what? How are they going to pay for it? Still no one's answered that question. But we read in the article that they're moving ahead with the stadium plan. I wonder if the plan includes how to how to pay for it. We'll see. Well, we have to. You would hope so, yeah. I think so. Right. I mean, yep. Everybody who who says that Halifax is a great idea, I want to say why. Yeah. Okay. There is no way that a Western football team can travel to Halifax without changing planes in Toronto. So that means that all of their luggage, all of everything else, all of their training gear, everything else has potential to get lost in that abyss in Toronto. So that means that, I mean, I know the BC Lions will charter a plane and they will fly direct to Halifax. And this will increase their expenses because, hey, it's pretty far. It's not like chartering to Calgary. It's chartering to Halifax. It's it's five times no, four time zones away. And that means that it's that, that that's a far distance on the planet. You know, the planet's divided into time zones for a reason. So it's in a fourth time zone over. Okay? So you've got no direct flights. You've got logistical nightmares for for transportation and adding expenses to other teams and at a huge expense to Halifax's team to have to fly to BC, have to fly to Calgary, have to fly to Edmonton, have to fly to Winnipeg and God forbid Regina. So now here's another thing. If they're flying from Halifax to Vancouver to play football, do they fly in two or three days early and have added expense of a lot of, you know, sitting around in Vancouver getting acclimatized? 
or are they going to come out and play football at a 7 o'clock Friday night game, which really is 11 o'clock in Halifax, and play football until 2 in the morning? And here's the other thing. You go go with the reverse of that. If, say, the BC Lions are playing a game in Halifax, and let's say it's a Thursday or a Friday game, well, that game's starting at 3 o'clock our time. So who can watch it at 3 o'clock? Everyone's at work. 4 o'clock is bad enough. God, God forbid it's a Saturday afternoon game and we're watching it at breakfast. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's not good for beer sales. No. You know, and maybe here's here's one of my biggest pet peeves in life, and, and I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, Christopher. I've met a number of people who own businesses. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And they're not and they're not and they're not smart at all. And they're successful. Okay. Mm-hmm. And whereas whereas my education comes from say you're going to open a business, you research things, you look at the market, you you know find an ideal location, yada 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 yada, and then you decide if you're going to open that business or not. Well, I believe that some of these less intelligent people just wake up one morning and say, "I'm going to sell marble for a living," and they open yep. a shop. And they just start selling marbles. They don't think about what's behind it or what's involved. They just, every day, they just go to work and they say, I'm going to sell marbles. And they're successful. And maybe they're using that same kind of thought pattern with Halifax. We're going to get a stadium. We're going to get a football team. And it's going to work because we're going to sell football games. We're going to sell whatever. And maybe it'll work despite itself. You never know. Oh, I, I know. I understand. I, I, I do. And I wish them success. I just think there are so many negatives or so many reasons not to do it. And I've always thought that a really cool name for a marble store is I've lost my marbles. There you go. <laughs> Maybe I should open it tomorrow. Holy crap. I've lost my marbles. Hmm. You know what? I've been in retail for the last 25 years. I'm done with it. I'm not doing it again. Everybody, you know, we we moved from Abbotsford of 120,000 people down to, you know, Marin here where there's 7,000 people. And we went to the night market. They have a market. They close down the street, one of the street, main street in town at like six o'clock, five o'clock Friday night. And they have a, a market where you, you know, just little vendors put up little booths along the street and people walk back and forth and, and buy things. It's kind of like a flea market. And uh, everybody goes, oh, look, what could we sell here? I go, nothing. There's not a damn thing I'm going to sell here. I'm not even going to come close. <laughs> I don't even want to know about it. La, 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 I'm not listening to you. I don't uh-huh. want to do it. Okay? Anyhow, moving on. We have one segment left. Johnny Manziel. Today. Oh, my God. Have we been given the full story on the extent of his injury? 
I don't know if there no. is a full story on the extent of his injury. Montreal Alouettes are saying that Johnny Manziel was not totally and completely honest with his injury. Duh. What football player says, you know what, I'm not feeling very good. Maybe you should sit me out. Yeah, no, nobody says that. Arlan Bruce did not say that, that at any time, okay, that he thought he should sit out. He wanted to play football. Now he's suing them for putting him into the game too soon, uh, and which didn't work. And he appealed it, and it didn't work. And he appealed it again, and it didn't work. And he appealed the appeal of the appeal, and it didn't work. So he's done. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just – do we know the full story? No. Do we think he's concussed? Oh, yeah, Helm, yeah. I mean, again, literally, was he not knocked out? He was unconscious on the football field. Okay? Maybe he didn't have concussion symptoms five, ten minutes later. Maybe when the doctors looked at him, he was just fine. But a concussion can start tomorrow, the next day, a couple days later. It's just a matter of when and what and what his symptoms are. Is the Montreal Alouettes being honest with the media is the better question. I don't know. I don't know. Will, what's going on with Johnny Manziel? He's not playing football this weekend. We've already discussed that. Yeah, I... I, I... Like every injury in the CFL, you never know the full story. Um, they're getting worse than the NHL as far as injuries go. He's concussed, and I, I think he took a big hit, and I think he was unconscious, and I still he still mm-hmm. went in and played again, and I, I think it's more than we think it is and more than everybody thinks it is. So I don't know. I mean, they're never going to see the full story anyway, so. Yeah, I know. There was an article, I saw an article in Let's Talk CFL about Johnny Manziel and his comments about the CFL. Did you see that? No. It's something like, bloody hell, this is a tough game to play. And uh, I'm looking for it right now, but it was a it was a really cute headline. It was just like, oh my God, what the hell just happened to me? Because I think he th- he honestly thought that it was going to be easy. I th- honestly believe he believed his own press that Manziel was going to come up here and just tear this league apart. He got Wasn't up here that kind of the opinion of most... him in the head? What's that? Yeah, that's like the opinion of most guys that played in the NFL. They come up here. Oh, it'll be a piece of cake, no problem. Uh, the reality is a, little, a lot different than what you really your perception is. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking for this article, but it's like seriously, and and I'm kind of impressed with it. He he's not the person I thought he was going to be in the CFL. Right, he's not. I honestly, I was expecting this arrogant asshole to come out and 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 just be a dick about things, and he hasn't been. He's been very humble about things, 
And I think that shocked a lot of people. It's definitely shocked me. Uh, Charles, what do you got on this one? Well, I mean, I don't know. I I think they're they're being very kind of coy with what they're saying. They're not giving a lot of information uh, out. Uh, it is a concussion. It is something that can really change day to day and almost at times hour to hour. So it's really tough to do. But uh, they've already pretty much ruled him out for this week. He didn't play last week. Um, is it a more severe concussion than what they've been letting on, what they've been saying? Because oh, they said, oh, he should be, they were saying last week, he'll be fine for next week. Well, that's not the case. And is he going to be out again next week? We'll have to wait and see. I'm not sure if they, well, either they're not letting on the severity, or maybe they just don't know the severity. It's, it could be one of the others. So, who knows? It's tough to really, uh, tough to uh, know for sure what the situation is, especially when you deal with a concussion, but he was hit hard. He was out cold, and um, I don't know. He, he didn't look right when I, I watched that game, and he didn't look right for the rest of the game, so. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Yep. Yep. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. William, I know you talk about this. Yeah. I don't know. What what what's your take on Johnny Manziel now? now? Let's let's not talk about his injury. Let's not talk about that or anything like this. What what's your opinion of him? Has it changed? Absolutely. Um I think I think uh, what we were really happened hard on he, he came in here and we listened to the American hype machine and he's going to come in here and he's going to dominate this league. And we all knew he wasn't going to dominate this league, but I, and I don't know if it's an act. I don't care if it's an act. He's very humble. He's, he's hasn't got into trouble that we know of. And I think that in time, he may be a competent quarterback in the CFL, if not more. And that's how my opinion has changed of him. I didn't want him in the CFL at all. I didn't care if he in, but you know what? I think we're, in the next couple of years, we're going to be lacking quarterbacks in the CFL. And maybe he's still here. Maybe he's a superstar. He could be a very pleasant surprise. Yeah. Okay, and there it is, 90 seconds left in the show. Um, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 274. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and it's been my pleasure and honor to talk football with uh, my dear friends Charles Cliff and uh, Will McDonald. And uh, I'm glad I made this show. Sorry about the last one. And uh, you know what? Hey, we got football coming up this weekend. we got four great games. and Tomorrow. Uh, starting tomorrow. tomorrow. And uh, three – Three of them might actually be exciting. I don't know. With the, football's always exciting for me. Okay, so we got a minute left in the show. Uh, Charles, say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening, and we enjoy the games this weekend, and we will talk to you Sunday night. Awesome. William, you want to say goodnight and be as long as you can? No, because you got both. Never mind. Go ahead. 
Say good night. Yeah. Say something wonderful. A quick shout out to Bumford playing on the Wall of Fame in Hamilton this weekend. One of my all time favorite defensive players in the CFL. The guy had massive arms. He was a football player. Um, yeah, that's him. Um, everybody watch football this weekend because I know I'm going yeah. Okay. Good night, everybody. And just for Mark's pleasure, Bombers side.